and welcome back to Take One, the podcast that brings you just one tranquil page of Talmud every day. And today's pages are here to teach us a lesson that all of us need to hear. It's a lesson in anger management. Have a listen. Rabbi Eliezer and Rabbi Yossi disagreed about this issue until it reached a point that they tore up a Torah scroll in their anger. Before the Gemara resumes the story, it asks, could it enter your mind that these sages tore up a Torah scroll? Rather, it means that as each of them pulled it in his own direction, a Torah scroll was torn. The Gemara returns to the story told by Rabbi Ami and Rabbi Asi. There was a certain old man, one of the sages, named Rabbi Yossi ben Kisma, and he said, I will be surprised if this synagogue does not become a house of idolatry, since the sages say that whoever is angry should be in your eyes like an idol worshiper. What a sentence. So whenever I need to discuss sentences as profound as these, I turn to one of the greatest Hasidic masters, perhaps of our time, the Kordoroyvster Rav, Mark Oppenheimer. Rabbeinu, hello to you. Hello, Lila Tov. As we tape, night has fallen. Morning has not yet broken, to quote Reb Stevens. I am here swathed in a corduroy codpiece, corduroy bell-bottoms, and a corduroy uh, Grateful Dead Baja-type <laughs> overpiece, <laughs> overgarment. And I have wisdom for you. I like to joke that I'm one of the corduroyster Rav's uh, Hasidim. You are one of my Hasidim. Which, which is completely true. But, but in this matter, I am not joking. Because when it comes to being angry, you have this really, I think, mystical ability to overcome your anger very quickly. Whereas I could obsess and stew over even the smallest of slights for decades, honestly. How do you do it? Give us your anger management wisdom. I'm very touched that you think of me in this regard as sort of a non-angry person. Because if I think about our friendship, Rebliel, I have lost my cool with you and yelled at you and harangued you and lambed into you, as my mother would say. She was very into lambing. <laughs> you lambed into me. Much more than the reverse. You've always been incredibly patient with me. And I can't remember a time when you really lashed out at me. But I once a year, I lash out at you over something. And yet you see me as a not angry person. Right. See, because I, I don't lose my temper, but I have this kind of like slow burning, seething resentment that takes forever to extinguish. Whereas you, I feel it's exactly so. You would you would do your lambing and then almost immediately yeah. you'd be like, okay, so this happened. And, and literally there will be it's true. no residue. I would try to kind of like it's prod you to see if you're still angry. And you're really, truly not. No, I truly, it's How? well, so, so the, the first answer, and I, I say this somewhat in jest, is it helps to be a narcissist because within 10 <laughs> minutes, I've utterly forgotten you, what I was mad at you about. I'm back into my own world. I don't remember other people's version of events well enough to stay mad at them. You know, I just kind of move on. And so there's that. I've talked about this on our, on our other podcast, Unorthodox, that I have hurt people who came to me after a year or two and they and wanted to atone, wanted to do tshuva, wanted to reconnect because they remembered our last interaction as being particularly painful. And they had really been nursing some hurt over it, maybe because of what they said, maybe because of what I said, it doesn't matter. And I would just look at them and say, I don't even know what you're talking about. Like, I think of you warmly. I don't really remember that particular interaction. Like I have this sort of fuzzy, hazy sense of them as a good person, whereas they have a kind of line by line, blow by blow memory of the last encounter. So I've heard people by not 
really choosing to hold on to what for them was it, even if painful, a meaningful encounter. That's the flip side of not carrying grudges is I, I don't carry a lot of stuff that other people <laughs> carry. Um, <laughs> so that's partly temperamental. But I will say that um, looking at this daf, looking at this bit of Talmud, I think that what Rabbi Eliezer and Rabbi Yossi are saying, and then and later with the Rebbe's Ami and Asi, is that when you are very angry, among other things, you've lost gratitude, right? Because as the Breslovers would teach, and the Kordorovskers are an offshoot of the Breslovers, as you know, it is, you know, Kalul Hashem, it is disgracing God's name to not be in awe of creation and filled with joy at all times, right? Like any moment when we're really mad about something earthly and petty, it's a moment we're not just being grateful that we're here. So I do I do try to be good at that. Like I, I am pretty good at sort of checking myself and saying, wait, big picture, I have my health, I have my family. Like I don't really have anything to be angry about big picture. So I think that's number one. But number two, especially in a place of worship, especially when we're there and supposed to take, you know, on Shabbos, for example, and supposed to turn our minds to the horizon, to be angry about that person who stole my favorite seat in the third pew or whatever is it means we're not thinking about Torah. It means we're not thinking about God. It also means we're not thinking about mitzvot, right? There's no mitzvah about anger, right? And so we're neither thinking good heavenly thoughts nor good earthly and immediate quotidian thoughts. One final point, if I may. May I, may I continue lambing? You should lamb away. One final point is, as you know, I am a, a gentleman who leans farther to the left, not only in my shuckling, in my, in my praying stance, but also in my politics than you. But I think a lot about whether I think a shul should be, quote, progressive or conservative or Zionist or anti-Zionist or this or that. And I actually think a shul should be filled is a place where the maximal number of Jews should feel comfortable being with other Jews, among other things, right? That ideally we're not divided by, well, this denomination's liberal and this one's conservative. Like it is true that we are divided and there are some real issues at stake and, and well-meaning people stake their careers on those divisions, but it's not ideal, right? It's not the way it's going to be when the Messiah comes and we and the dead are resurrected and we all have eternal life. Like that will all Jews will pray together then. And so there is something, even though, for example, like I think there are things that certain politicians have done that are idolatrous and horrible, and I do feel compelled to stand up against them. If I'm bringing my anger about politics into shul in such a way that it pollutes my ability to make a minion with other adult Jews, I think something has been really lost. And so anger, yes, I think it's idolatrous. I think it's avodah zarah. And I think it's, um, and one of the functions of the mitzvot is to is to bring us together, to unite us and then unite us with the eternal. So anger makes all of that, it seems to me, if not impossible, really, really difficult. But I think then keeping anger at bay is a discipline, right? Because we look across the room and we see someone who's actively campaigning for things in local politics, let's say, that we abhor and we feel a righteous anger about them and we feel they're hurting people. But I do think that when we're coming together in worship or in synagogue community or in Jewish community, we actually are called, our best self is one who tries to suspend the anger enough to say, well, we can make common cause around Torah and mitzvot. Koroi Serav, as always, you have brought us wisdom, joy, and comfort for which we are eternally grateful. Thank you so much. The pleasure has been all mine. I wish you wide whales of corduroy, and may I not lose my temper with you before 5782. Inshallah. This has been Take One, a production of Tablet Studios. If you enjoy this show, and I hope you do, please go and rate and review us on iTunes or whatever platform you use to listen to podcasts. Each week, we'll be releasing new episodes Monday through Friday. 
covering the entire weekly portion of Daf Yomi. I'm your host, Leah Leibowitz, and our producers are Josh Cross, Sarah Fredman-Ader, and Robert Skarmuccia. For more information, go to tabletmag.com slash takeone or email us at takeone at tabletmag.com. You could find us on Twitter at takeonedafyomi or join our Facebook group by searching for Take One Podcast. I hope we've made your day a little bit more Talmudic and we'll see you again soon.